0: Thanks for tuning into the Flipking Real Estate Radio. Whether a beginner or seasoned real estate vet, we are looking to help you grow your business and better your life with real-world deal examples, tools and tricks for your daily business, and good old-fashioned motivation to get you in the game. We're here to see your real estate business grow to fit your lifestyle, whether for straight cash or cash flow. Grab a pen and notebook and get ready to grow. It's the Flipking Real Estate Radio Show. Now, here's your host, Joe Evangelisti. What is up, everybody? Joe Evangelisti checking in from the FlipKing.com Real Estate Radio Show. And now www.LevelUpRealEstateTraining.com as well, where you can check out um, some awesome training modules and uh, actually an entire training package for those that want to get into the business and want to learn how to be wholesalers, flippers, rehabbers, whatever it is you're looking to do. Um, Me and my boy Mark Scouron about a month ago did a recording. Spent about three and a half, four hours recording some content for you guys on uh, different levels of training. But that's not actually what I wanted to check in with you about today. Actually, today was a big day, big meeting today. I shot a little Periscope this morning. Some of you guys follow us on Periscope and uh, the podcast. So you know today I spent this beautiful fall day, absolutely gorgeous fall day, 70 degrees in uh, New Jersey. In fact, it's exactly 70 right now as I drive back from my meeting. Went up to New York City this morning. Spent uh, three, four hours in the afternoon with some of my new investors. Some, some new investors we're working with. Some big-time, big-time players. These guys have not only worth multiple millions, but have multiple millions that they want to invest. Mostly younger guys uh, in their 30s who've been super successful in their own right in some way, shape, or form. And they're looking to get involved in a different capacity, in a different realm, in a different business venture, investing in real estate is something that they really want to do. So I want to debunk a few things about cash investors. I want to teach you hopefully a few things uh, about working with cash investors, no matter what level you're at. And I, I want to tell you a little bit about my experience today. So let's just jump right into it. A few weeks ago, I, I hit a, I hit a threshold. I hit um, a wall and we were um, one of our bigger investors kind of gave us a, a, a threshold that they didn't want to exceed. And, uh, you know, we're a growing company, as many of you are who are listening to this uh, this episode. Um, you know, we're a growing rehab and wholesale and a con- new construction company. So capital is a premium. But what's funny about capital is when you need it the most is when it's not available to you. And when you probably least need it, it's probably available to you. In uh, in heaps, and so we came across this 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 I would say a little bit of a glitch. I mean, I worried about it for a day or two, you know, where our main investor capped us at about two and a half million dollars. Actually, it was two million dollars at the time, and said, you know, you're you're hitting this limit. You know, we don't know how how comfortable we feel above this limit, so on and so forth. And we had had four or five projects in the pipeline for that month, totaling about six to seven hundred thousand dollars. And here I am with my investor, who I'm at $2 million with, basically says, I don't have any more money to give you. So, I mean, what's the first thing that happens to, uh, to most of you who are listening to this? You probably hit the oh shit button. And, uh, you, know, the, 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 you know, all you hear is fire engine s- sirens in the background of your mind. Like, what the hell am I going to do? I have these uh, projects totaling seven, six, seven, eight, whatever it was, $800,000 potentially that I got a fund in the next three to four weeks, and here's my, my main cash investor telling me he's tapped out. So, you know, we, we, we hit the panic button. And, you know, me, my team, we started to figure out, hit the pavement, hit the phones, call who we know, figure out how we're going to raise this money. And what happens in that scenario, which is not unlike what happens in most scenarios for entrepreneurs, is when you shift your focus 100% to one thing, it happens for you, Right. And what I mean by that is if you have low inventory and you start focusing 100% on inventory, magically, three weeks later, you have inventory. When you have low capital and you shift your focus to capital, magically, capital appears. When you don't have enough employees or you don't have the right people in the right spots and you start focusing, and I mean highly focused, where I would spend a day or two or three just 100% racking my brain, how am I going to make this work, right? Right? Jay-Z actually says, I'm a big rap fan for those of you who know, he says something along the lines of, you know, whenever there's a drought, get your umbrellas out because that's when I brainstorm, right? Listen, it's the same thing. If I'm low on capital, get ready because the capital is ready to start flowing. I will find the damn capital. If I'm low on employees, if I'm low on staff, I'll find those people. If I'm low on inventory, if I can't find deals, guess what? I start focusing on deals, that shit's going to happen. Week or two down the road, I'll have more deals than I can put my hands around, right? That's what good entrepreneurs do, and that's what I'm hoping the listeners of my of my podcast here start to think about. When you start to focus on something extremely, extremely hard, you're going to make it happen. You have to have that mindset of I-, I can move mountains if I had to. If you put a mountain between me and my goal, I'll get that mountain. I'll blow it the fuck up. It's gone, right? Pardon my language. I get excited about this stuff, as you guys can tell. So anyway, let me just take you back to the story. Three weeks ago, I wake up. We don't have the we don't have the capital, right? So I start putting my feelers out. I start talking to people that I know that have money. I start talking to people who know people who have money. And lo and behold, I get a meeting with an investor who has, you know, this, this capital at the time. You know, I was told that this is a guy that has a couple million. He has friends, his family, and other people that have millions of dollars. And they want to start to generate somewhere to put this money into action. Well, guess what? I'm the perfect fit for that. I'm the guy that can take your money and put it to action and you get a great return on your money. That's what we do really well along the you know uh, as well as flipping houses and all those other stuff one of the things we do really well is help people invest their capital now if that's from a 401 an ira checking the you know cash in the bank whatever it may be we can usually put it to work for, for those people and they can get you know t- typically a double digit return which i talk about a lot right so here i have some some young guys with money in the new york city area that want to put it to use and i get a phone interview with them now of course it was, a, it was a great introduction, and the person who introduced me to them was also a very, a very close person to me. And I didn't come across this person just because of dumb luck. I came across them because that's the kind of circles that I want to hang in, and those are the kind of people I want to talk to. And when you get what you, you know, become the five people you hang around with the most, well, guess what? This is one of the guys that I probably spend the most time talking to made the introduction. So it was a warm introduction. And it was a phone interview for the first time. I had had a deal that I wanted to put in front of them. The deal was a total of uh, $220,000. Had a great upside potential. ARVs like three fifty, dollars something like that. So it's got good LTV. I know I'm talking fast. For those of you who aren't really uh, into the business yet, a lot of these terms are going to go over your head. But you know what? Go back and Google them later on. You'll figure out what I'm talking about. And it all makes sense. So I get a phone interview with the guy. We click. I like him. He likes me. Boom. Within 10 days, there's a wire to my title company, $220,000. Now, I want to digress for a second. Is it that easy when you first start out? Hell no. Okay? But the one thing that I would tell myself of seven or eight years ago when I first got into this business is that we all, when we first get in the business, freak out about capital, private lending, trying to raise money. How are we going to get the money to do the deal? That's the number one thing we freak out about when you're new, right? I know most of you listening, if you're new or you're in the first couple of years, you're probably still freaking out about it. And then that's, that, that's what we, we fixate on, right? Not finding deals or getting buyers or sellers together or you know trying to trying to rehab something. We're focused on how the heck am I going to buy it to begin with, right? Well, if I could tell myself from seven years ago this one thing, it would be that capital is the easiest thing to find, okay? Putting the systems together to do massive amounts of rehabs and putting the team together that, that can handle these things and focusing on the systems that, that, that you oversee on a day-to-day basis, that's the tricky shit. That's the hard stuff. Actually, raising the capital, one of the easiest things you can do. And I know it's easy for me to say that because I'm sitting here, but, but here's what I would say to myself from seven years ago. A lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, I don't want to give up equity in a deal. What if I have to pay too much interest? Listen, none of that means anything. Okay, when you're first getting in the business, your first two, three, five deals, right, you give away the farm. And I want to ask you a question, right? If you were to say I could make thirty thousand dollars doing a deal, that's the rehab, that's the profit. I can make 30 grand. Right. And someone says to you, I want to be a 50 percent partner on that deal and I'll fund the whole thing. And you're a new investor. Right. Would you turn that deal down? I hope you said hell no. New investor, new investor, okay? Because guess what? Half of $30,000 is $15,000 more than half of nothing. And if you don't get in that deal and you don't get some experience and you don't have, you're not starting to build a track record, then you will never get to the point where you can raise $220,000 on a phone call. So I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I want to make it clear. If you're new in the business, you do anything you can to get a track record. You do anything you can with an investor to make them happy. You give them 20% interest if it's possible. You give them equity if it's possible. You you JV with somebody if it's possible. You get deals under your belt, okay? But here's the, here's the bright lining. Here's the silver lining to this cloud. Five, 10 deals from now, one, two years from now, now you have a system. Now you know how to buy houses. Now you've rehabbed houses. Now you've made money... You're going to go to other private investors and you're going to say you want a straight investment deal, a simple interest investment deal. Whether that's 8%, 10%, 13% interest, it's a simple investment interest deal with no equity. Okay? So I will tell you at the very, very beginning, those of you who follow again, my first two deals, I put my own money in and I went to a bank, a traditional bank like a jackass, put 25% down. And I have never seen that 25% since then. That was 2007. Okay? Every deal I've done since those two deals have been 100% private equity funded and I have never ever 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 given equity away on a deal in my life. Now, that's not to say I don't have partners who bring value to the table. I've partnered with people who've brought deals. I've partnered with people that know how to manage deals. I've partnered with people that, that have resources that are beneficial to that deal, okay? But I've never given a lender equity in my property based on the fact that they can stroke a check, okay? And the reason I say that to you is there's a lot of people that can stroke a check. And once you have a track record... And this is why I'm speaking to at all levels at this point, including myself. I'm, I'm basically talking to myself, right? These are just my experiences. But if you're new, you have to get in any way you can. If you've done five deals in a year, there's a good chance, if you're confident enough in yourself, you can go sit down with an investor. An investor, by the way, is anyone who has enough money to hand to you and can live without it if, God forbid, shit went down. But if you have a deal for hundred grand. I guarantee, I don't care where you're at in life or where you live or what your de- you know, whatever the demographic is, the challenges that you have, you can raise a hundred grand. There are J- there are joint venture crowdfunding sources online for coming up with a hundred grand. There are people who have retirement accounts. Your grandfather might have a couple hundred grand in his account. Some way, shape, or form, you can come up with a hundred grand. I guarantee it. If you have a little bit of a track record, you're even more likely to come up with that money right if you have a good credit score yeah, these are just the things that that help you come up with that money but the bottom line is you can come up with the money you can raise the money it's not hard right so I want you to think about that just in, in 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 reference to if you're stuck at you know I can only rehab two deals at a time because of the money we all we all tell ourselves these lies right we all we all limit ourselves with our own limiting beliefs if we don't think that we can do more than three deals then we'll come up with excuses as to why we can't do more than three deals at a time. If we don't think we can do more than 10 a year, then we'll make up excuses as to why we can't do more than 10 a year. Oh, I can't come up with the capital. I'm not good enough. I don't have a good enough team. I can't raise enough money to do it. You know, whatever. I've heard every excuse in the freaking book. I don't know where to get started. I don't know how to, you know, listen, the money is everywhere. So if you take one thing from the podcast, realize this, this podcast, the capital is everywhere. So let me jump back into where I was. Let me finish up where I was for the day. And let me, let me, let me stop boring you guys. I ran to New York City today. I was able to have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for someone like myself who has done hundreds of rehabs at this point. This is big money. I mean, I had a lunch this afternoon with guys that could easily fund 8 to $10 million or more if we had the right stuff and the right product and, you know, all that made sense. So I had a great, great meeting built great rapport. We didn't talk about money once. I went up to build rapport, which I talk to you guys all the time about, to make a good impression, but more importantly, in fact, most importantly, to pre-qualify these other guys that I was meeting and decide that they were kind of the kind of people that I could see myself doing business with. Now I'm going to say that one more time. I went up there to pre-qualify the guys that hadn't. So one of the guys is already doing business with us. The the other two guys um, have money and may want to do business with us. My conversation today, although they asked me a bunch of questions, I'm asking them questions to find out if they're the type of people that I want to work with, that I want to borrow from, that I want to take money from, that aren't going to be a pain in my ass. And here's the thing, guys: when you're when you're when you're new, you're taking money from wherever you can get it. But you start to get to the point where and in fact, I can tell you that the, the, the people who loan you the, the the smallest amounts of money sometimes can be the biggest pains in the ass. I mean, I have lenders who have a couple hundred thousand with us that never call my cell phone. And I have people who have 20,000 with us who call me every month and asking me how their 20 grand is going, right? So not that that's good or bad. I mean, I, I still like the people that I'm dealing with for 20 grand because they're friends of the, my family and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still going to continue to do business with them. But... That being said, it's easier to deal with the people who want to give you a million or two million or three million or five million. Generally, those are people who are a little bit more educated on how money works. They're a little bit more comfortable with that kind of size because someone who's going to give you a million most likely has, what, five, ten more you know, a million in their, in their bank account. So one million is not going to break them, right? So... When they give you five hundred thousand or a million, they're really not as as concerned as maybe the person who gives you twenty grand and they only have thirty grand in their checking account, right? I would hope that those numbers aren't accurate, but you know it's just an example. So you know when you're dealing with lenders, your limiting belief is what's going to limit you from growing. So I hope you guys take that with a grain of salt. Um, big meeting today. On the way back, excited to tell the team tomorrow that uh, you know we have a whole lot more capital to work with now. The next goal is figuring out a way to spend it. So I hope you guys have the same problems uh, currently or in the future, and I hope that this podcast helped you out. Make sure you check us out. If you get value and you find value out of this podcast, please, please, please go on iTunes and leave us a review. We'll send you something cool. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following. Make sure you keep in touch with the FlipKing.com blog. A lot of really cool stuff going on there. And, again, if you want to learn learn more detailed and in-depth trainings, direct, 100% 100% step-by-step processes of how to do what we do. Check out leveluprealestatetraining.com. Till next time, keep hustling. Thanks.